Welcome to Keiko Talks, the weekly podcast where conversations about life, hot topics, mental health, and more take center stage. We are your hosts, Caitlin and Courtney Geiger. Together, we explore thought-provoking discussions with an ambient vibe that inspires open and honest dialogue. So sit back, relax, and join us for some insightful conversation that will leave you feeling informed and inspired. Here's part two of our discussion on love and marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, that has really never made sense. And then, and then I thought about it when he said that. I was like, in the animal kingdom, there is no such thing as marriage. Oh no, there's you pair bonding. Yeah, you, you couple, couple get together or mate, or sometimes you just mate and then never see that person ever again. Mm-hmm. So like, and then I thought, and I really thought I was like, this is a human construction, and I think that's we need to start thinking of marriage. We think marriage is like this natural thing. That's like we just almost like the same as, um, well, it's like a very natural human process. Breathing, you know, mm-hmm. we think of it as like this like reflex that like you should just if you love someone you should just want to get married. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's the most human constructed thing you can possibly do. It really is. It's one yeah. of the most humanly constructed things because actually, loving someone and bonding with someone is very natural. Mm-hmm. But they don't, you know, a gorilla is not walking up to a girl, a male gorilla is not walking up to a girl gorilla and being like, sign this paper. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they just couple and have kids. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This is what they do, you know? Yeah. And I think also, too, um, I think when you are looking at animals, you see the simplicity of how the relationship dynamic comes, you learn how it works, right? How it functions. Mm-hmm. In that, like, I have two bunnies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and my two bunnies do not get along. They are not bonded. They are living separate lives, right? Um, and so we kind of, you know, everybody kind of works around, you know, their little schedule because we have to swap them out, right? But um, I'm going to call one little bun and one big bun. So little bun cannot stand big bun, right? And big bun actually likes little bun um, unless little bun is, is hurting big bun, right? So, um I tried to bond them. Big Bun now doesn't like Little Bun. And you can see they do not like each other. They don't like to be in each other's space. They don't like to be like, to be fair, they don't even like to see each other right at this point. Um, And they make that clear. Nobody is asking anybody to change in that or to be something that they are not in that dynamic. Mm -hmm. You get what you get. You know, Big Bun does not like Little Bun and Little Bun does not like Big Bun. And that just has to work because they both live here. And, you know, obviously as their caretaker, like, you know, I'm working around for them. Right. But mm-hmm. in the world, in the world, if they were out in the wild, they would fight. Somebody gets to land and the other goes on about their business. Period. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to make Ozzy or Little Bun is not trying to make Big Bun like him and vice versa. That's not how that works. Disclaimer, auntie loves both big and little bun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we all love, we love both of them for very different reasons. They're very, personality-wise, they're the complete opposites. And so it makes sense on why it will not work. And even like I, you know, it's kind of like a marriage. And like I was really gung-ho on, they have to be bonded, they have to be bonded. And part of that was because it makes my life easier, but Mm -hmm. it's not going to work. Like I cannot force this idea or make them try to be something that they are not. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are doing when they're getting married. I guess a good example, actually, I didn't bring that up, but like you would be kind of like greater society right like you're kind of Mm -hmm. you're the master this is what you should do this is what you should do this is what and this would actually make it really easy for me Mm because then i could just open the gate one time i don't have to separate you guys out and do this like do all this stuff right but like then you see the actual in practice trying to make these people get together or like force this type of arrangement for them was what it was just like chaos and fighting because it's not Mm -hmm. natural to them yeah exactly Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and even in that they have a natural like pecking order if you will uh for the dynamics like rabbits have when they're bonded one has to submit to the other like one one has to be the one um who is going to run the relationship dynamic right so i, I fully acknowledge that right but the problem is i have two that want to run the relationship and that mm-hmm. and that in, in, in some respect that will never work like somebody has to be willing to be the dominant and submissive at different times right mm-hmm. and um i think that's another reason of a breakdown in relationships is you have to know when to be the dominant or the submissive um in certain ways because i mean when you're in something like that and you're trying to work together you can't both be on your own 
we can't both be the headline of the pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just both can't, you know, we'd be and fighting then, all the time. And everybody I think has different like skill sets too. So mm-hmm. like some people might not really be male or female or whoever, it might not really be a leader, mm-hmm. you know, and not really have the, the boldness to like take charge of things Yeah. versus somebody might really just be like, you know, give me a direction and I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think you got to know who, can do what, when, where, how. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. that's important. That's called knowing your partner and mm-hmm. really doing the work to understand this person, not just assuming that, oh, because we have now signed this paper and we are yeah. contractually bound that you're going to automatically fit into every single role that's going to, you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. not, that's not how it works. You have to know your partner. Mm-hmm. And something else I realized while watching this is, you know, and don't come at me because people are going to be like, that's incest. No, I'm saying that Caitlin and I have been in what is essentially a marriage, a, yeah. well, not a marriage, physical, not a contract, but in a pair bond, mm-hmm. not a, like a, a non-romantic, non-sexual pair bond for a long time yeah, since we yeah, were born. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. So like really, you know, we have taken and continue to take the steps to like, figure out how the other person is going to communicate best, mm-hmm. what is triggering this person, what this person's strengths might be, what this person's weaknesses might be. And that is an ongoing forever process mm-hmm. that does not get easier or something, you know, like yeah. it's just like magically when we're 35, like, Oh, now I figured, I figured yeah. her out. And I've lived with Kaylin or Kaylin and I have been in this pair bond forever and it's mm-hmm. still changing, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, that's, that helped me really think when he was he was talking about like the difference between bondings mm-hmm. and marriage. As I was like, I have been in one, yeah. and maybe that's why I feel like I don't need my marriage doesn't equate to me or it feels unnecessary to me mm-hmm. is because like the the depth of relationship that you need to go to in a marriage I have already experienced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, or something. I I would agree with that in that I um I definitely think that. The relationship that you have typically, I don't know if this happens with all family members, but being like being seen as one, like that's the idea that is around marriage of that you become one, right? Mm-hmm. You are one in the same and you have to figure out life and coexist together. You do that as a twin. And, um, and so I think even in like, I'm in a relationship and I, I strongly base a lot of my wants and wishes off of my experience that I've had with Courtney, right? So that also made me ask if I did if I did not have a partner, would I ha- still need to do that? And the answer would probably be no because I've already experienced that. And that could be why I had the, that idea on something like marriage because it's like I've already I've already been there and done that. Like I, I don't yeah. need to and I was able to do it without signing a contract. So I was like, why do I need to sign one? Yeah, it feels <laughs> I, very Maybe we. This is our idea. Maybe marriage is higher for people who are single births. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know because I actually I'd love to know that statistic too. Maybe that's something we can look at. But yeah, like I don't, I don't crave that level of um relationship. I guess mm-hmm. because I feel like I've already had like one of the deepest connections, if not the the deepest connection I probably will ever have with another human being mm-hmm. since I was born. Yeah, and I if think that also makes, too, I don't know another, people who people who aren't twins. Like, if you have something to say about it, please put it in the comments because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. I guess I just don't understand what the search for this like deep connection with somebody else is. Mm-hmm. I think I another really thing to think about as like a twin is you quickly, especially as I don't know about fraternal twins because I'm not a fraternal, but um, I wonder the well, dynamic identical. We're fraternal. Yeah, we are fraternal. Sorry, I don't know about identical twins. Um, and um, just for disclaimer or for purposes of what I'm trying to explain, is fraternal means that we are two separate eggs, so we're two completely separate beings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how, like, we quickly had to learn to navigate, um, you know, how you operate versus how I operate. So I wonder if that plays a role into us also not needing. Um, or having the idea that this one person has to be everything because you were not that for me and I was not that for you, you know, like, you, it was kind of like you, especially as a kid, like you just give what Courtney has to offer because Courtney is a kid and I'm a kid. And so it was just kind of like, eh, eh, like, you just have to figure out the dynamic. Like, how is that dynamic going to work? Not necessarily you have to become something to me and I become something to you. 
Yeah, like maybe that idea that. is very perplexing to me. Yeah, it's we always had to like accept who that per, who we are like in the moment for whatever it was. It's not like okay, we never went through this like honeymoon phase. I think that's what maybe what you're kind of explaining. Mm-hmm. Like there, you know how people they get together and it's like honeymoon and everything's great and you're kind of like riding this high, and then you're like okay, but when we sign on this dotted line, you're gonna uh, suddenly be a very dependable person. You're gonna be a very you know, a punctual person. You're going to be someone I can like absolutely totally rely on versus, you know, I think we had to learn about whether Caitlin is reliable or not, Mm -hmm. whether I'm reliable to you or not. And in what situations can I depend on her to come through or not? Or like what situations can I say, you know what I mean? It was like this, like there was no honeymoon phase. There was like no pre before and after it just was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's fair. I don't know yeah. if that's what you're kind of explaining, but that's how that's how I kind of took what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear that. That's actually a good. I didn't think about it in that sense. Definitely not. Um, in in the sense that we just didn't have a choice. Like I didn't, I didn't choose you. So it's kind of like I'm not. I don't have a blind eye or biases just because I chose you, right? Or yeah. I don't have this like immediate. It's um, not romanticized. Yeah, it's not romanticized, and I, I think it's just not. Um, from our little mind it, it was just normal it was just like yeah okay Courtney's here like she's never not been here like I mean since my my conception you have never not been around like mm-hmm. that is that is more of a foreign thought to me than you being around yeah <laughs> so it's just like that, per, that 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 idea that I like you have to be everything to me and we and I, you know I think also too like in us being fraternal we've also had to fight to be individuals so maybe that's the that that's that where that too. comes from too. Like we, ma, our mom actively made sure that we were, you know, Courtney was Courtney and Caitlin was Caitlin and not each other's being seen as one or the other or as one and the same. Yeah. That too. Yeah. 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 yeah I, and I guess that's what people are looking for in marriage are looking for somebody to have that, like the deepest connection they'll ever have with in their life. And I just, it's confusing to me and I'm totally willing to accept that it's because of like my birth stat that like how I was born you know I'm not opposed to that interpretation at all but it it confuses me because I'm like I just don't get the craze behind it mm-hmm. I just don't no, I agreed I, I don't get the hype and I, like I said I've always kind of been on my own train about it and um, this watching this is even more of a like, nope, I won't be doing it because I really thought it was like more of a business transaction. Now I really don't see the benefit of it in any. In oh, any yeah. Especially coming from a divorce lawyer. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look yeah. doesn't look good at all. No. Hopefully we didn't break up some happy homes. But <laughs> if we yeah. to be fair, I think if it's a happy home. We couldn't break you up anyways. Exactly. <laughs> there would be, this wouldn't be a car. And he says that in the in the thing. Like if this, if you have a, a you know, say you want to get married and you have that conversation about a prenup and you're able to have that conversation, you're not scared to have that conversation. You feel like you have the space to speak your truth on the situation. Nine times out of 10, you probably won't even see the prenup, you know, it'll be mm-hmm. locked in a box and you probably will never acknowledge it. It's just something that you prepared for just in case. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what a prenup is, right? If you cannot have the conversation about a prenup and you cannot have a conversation about your reservation towards or about your marriage he said nine times out of ten and it's not gonna work four five and seven years you will be seeing him yeah and i think i think that's what's great about what he said is it wasn't just he didn't come at it from a we talk about it from when you get into my office space he was saying Mm -hmm. he a lot of his conversation was about what happens before you come to my office yeah and so he was saying it's these small things which i i always say things they seem small now, mm-hmm. but they are always indicative of something bigger, which is oh, the truth. Yeah. And that's exactly what he was saying. Oh, he was yeah. saying that, you know, your the way you're able to communicate outside of this office is going to determine whether you need to get to my office in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of it's kind of like a doctor. It's like, you know, the doctor tells you, well, you know, if you ate right outside of here, you probably would not have to see me as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of thing, you know what I mean? Or the dentist being like, well, if you brush every day and floss every day mm-hmm. and you really take care of your teeth, you what know, you your, your six month checkup might be all you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we, won't, we don't and have to do a root, to, root canal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And by the time you get to me, he was saying in relation to the doctor, by the time you get to her with a toothache, the damage is done. The damage yeah, she's is like, done. there's nothing I can really. Well, there's nothing I can do for you. Do. 
besides remove the tooth. Mm-hmm. Or root like, canal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is um that is like a late stage intervention and that is a forever problem. It like you will always yeah. have to deal with the problem after that is uh, after those solutions, right? Exactly. So it's best to be on the preventative end. Even he was talking about in relation to a fight. You don't show up to a fight to learn how to fight. Yeah. You prepare before you get to the fight. So the mm-hmm. same thing with marriage in that you should possibly consider um, at better, at bare minimum you should have a prenup or even consider I'm just going to couple. And, um, I'm just going to couple, you know, um, he even shares like a perspective on an older man. I think he said he was 92. He was on his fifth marriage Mm -hmm. and he, he assumed that the guy just didn't understand the concept of, you know, you just don't have to get married. You know, like maybe he said in in the, in the interview that he, maybe he, um, the individual, the 92 year old just didn't realize that he didn't have to get married anymore. Like he's on his Mm -hmm. fifth try. Like why, why do we keep doing this? Mm -hmm. And the guy said, it's like a car, like women are like cars. You go and get one tested out and realize in about a year, you don't really, you don't really care for the car anymore. So you just go get a new one and you you get that car, you got it for about five months. You're like, ah, this one's really not that cute anymore either. Go get a new one. And you just keep doing that over and over and over and over and over again. But every time he loses, he loses at least his money. Some sort of trauma. Yeah. And, and, And it's just like peace of mind. Like, it's just like, just just live with them like just just live with them <laughs> yeah you know and if that's the arrangement you guys want to come up with you know outside of the legal binding then do that but i also think too and, and don't the girls like the tussle don't tussle me on this one okay right. um we already ruffled enough feathers i know some people are like totally shocked <laughs> eyes popping out they're like oh my right. god blasphemy no, burn these women at the stake <laughs> seriously they don't believe in marriage marriage oh, yeah. I yeah. think people so, um, are like more okay with like racism and things like that than they are if you just don't believe in like marriage and gender constructs. I think people are. That's what it is. <laughs> I think I think they are. But go ahead. Go ahead. Um, what I was gonna say is the um, I I I do feel like for some women and possibly men, marriage and divorce is seen as the way to win. Instead of me doing the work, that is how I can win. I can, you can work hard and I can just support you on the sidelines for about five years. In about five years, I can cash out and get me a million or two, or at least get half of whatever you're making if we don't sign a prenup. You know what I mean? I never thought about that. Divorce is a come up. Yeah. Divorce is a come up for some people. Like yeah, some people, right. the concept of working is too much. And he says it in the interview too, that if all I had to do was sleep with you and be a, a like pretty much a toy for you, for two years and not have to do anything, not have to go to Harvard, not have to study, not have to do the hard work to get the money and the access that I now have by just being married to you and now divorced from you. He's like, I'll do it too for, for a couple million. Are you kidding? That's, that is a very, to me, that's a, an interesting concept to, to deal with because I would rather just work for it. But for some people, they would rather just get it easy. Like laying yeah. on their back well, is, is think, easier. Well, I also think too, to be honest, that that's the part that I found the most sexist in his interview only mm-hmm. because he was, but that's a dynamic that has been set up gender wise, right? Mm-hmm. Like men go out and work and make money so they can be able to afford the, you know, he was calling, he was like, he married her, this like rich guy married this woman because she was hot. That was it. She was just mm-hmm. hot. And I was like, you know, I think that's very gender simply because that is what our society has told us that men, if you just get rich then you can get any kind of woman that you want you can get the hot girls because mm-hmm. you got enough money but how many problems come with that the man feels yeah. unfulfilled because he feels like he's being used for money which is true because that's what you did get money so you can get her so that's true you you should feel used <laughs> but she also feels used because he's just buying her right yeah but who's to say she's not going into it with that mindset to begin with because let's and be she very well could both of them are going into it from a, oh, sure. a manipulative angle because exactly. you're manipulating money and your lifestyle to even mm-hmm. get somebody because you want access to this hot woman for mm-hmm. status correct yep and you she's want the money. manipulating you right back to get the access to the lifestyle that she might not have had otherwise mm-hmm. so i think we're, people are playing into gender dynamics and manipulating gender dynamics and then coming out feeling unfulfilled and then blaming the other person mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. also stepped into a manipulative situation yeah no i, I both did. agree <laughs> yeah 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 you both went into the intent of how am i going to 
And it may not be this essentially. Yeah. How am I going to benefit? That that's what you were thinking. Um, and, and and that does not that does not equal a marriage, <laughs> mm-hmm. to be fair. Um, and, and to be fair, I I understand the gender roles, but to be fair, I also think that a lot of times in today's world, people see people as opportunities, period. And I'm not this this is beyond gender roles now. People yeah. see people as opportunities. Um, not how can I experience you and be a better person maybe by being around you? What can I learn from you? And even in that, th- that is a little bit of a benefit. How can I benefit you? But more in a peer, in it, in a peer, um, like light, right. And, a it's just not as, um, rooted in like me getting over on you. But, um, I, I think that it, it, it is, this issue is while gender roles plays a huge role in it, most mm-hmm. guys want the hot thing, right? Yeah, they and do because they've been told that that's what they should want, and that if they work hard enough in their lives, mm-hmm. you've made it. It's almost like you, you made it. you've been able to made it, and you're now able to attract the hot girls simply because you have money. You don't mm-hmm. have to have personality. You don't have yeah. to have be healed. You don't have to have any of that. You just got to have the money. Mm-hmm. which is and the thing is things are changing like that even for women too because a lot of women will still be like i don't care if you have the money yeah yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and some women um, are, are the breadwinners and the, that's what i'm the saying guy is, yeah remember he mentioned he was like there's a lot of women now especially who are who the who out earn the men and mm-hmm. they're paying alimony and they're upset about what mm-hmm. the gender status is yeah, you know, yeah. Normally, and they were like highly progressive women but the women would pretty much change their view on the progression of like feminism and things like that when it came um, to paying alimony because they would have to pay out alimony which i and, and then it, the men and, some of them wouldn't even take it because yeah, that's what their ego yeah yeah because some of their ego so i'm like so people also agree with these gender roles when it benefits them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and i that made me really really think i was like to be honest i and then it made me it made me think about women going into it too is like as a woman don't just assume that because you know he's a man he's just gonna be paying you either no, for you real. know what i'm saying like yeah. you if you bossed up and you got the money you don't think the judge is gonna look at you and be like well who's the highest earner yeah and especially if you don't have a cleanup <laughs> in place you know what i mean so, yeah especially so that's what I'm like protect, as a woman protect yourself too you don't don't just assume that you're gonna get off because you know like you might be protecting your personal assets by a prenup, but you're also protecting the fact that you might have to pay alimony too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's even more important for you to get that prenup if you are going to get married. Don't just assume the man is going to lose everything, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you were you're stepping into this as equally as him. We're asking for marriage <laughs> equality. Like that means you that you're as susceptible to the law as he is, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And um, I think another thing that people need to really question themselves is um about is going into like just a relationship of how are you going to present in times of um in times of like you know disagreements or disagreeing and and if we have a breakdown in communication like how how are you going to show up in that because people really be at then real blindsided when um it it could be a complete blindside I, i can see that but um, it's like, did you, there was no red flags about how this person was going to act in your divorce? Like, I, I, think, I promise you, if I you think knew, there's, there's always red flags. There's oh, no, always red flags. People don't just, personalities don't just pop up out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. We're always evolving into who we ultimately become, which means beforehand, there was something that happened beforehand that made so, so, so and so the way they are that mm-hmm. they are now, you know? Mm-hmm. You just, you really got to be attuned to things. And like when your gut says, this might not be right. Listen, then. For real. Yeah. And and uh, I think the sucky part about this is when you're in a marriage, it's already too late. <laughs> you know? I agree. Yeah, um, it is too so. it is too late because you're like, you've like shackled yourself to this person. I hate to use that, but like you have. No, you, you have. That's, that's exactly what you've done. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and we just, and we've made it sound, it's like shackled in these like, I don't know, these like, not like the iron shackles, but people want to like mm-hmm. be like flower shackles, <laughs> like these like pleasant shackles or something. And it's like, I don't mm-hmm. understand that. Bizarre to me. But yeah, I mean, so many people, so many people do it. And it's just like, like I said, I feel like I'm at the circus watching people run around. No, for real. And I'm eating my popcorn on the outside. Like I'm gonna walk <laughs> out this shit in any second. Yeah. 
you know? And then they'd be like the clowns trying to, you know, the clowns try to interact with the audience. They're trying to get you to join in on the circus. You're yeah. like, nah, I'm good. No, for real. And they'd be like, but you don't want to join us? Absolutely no, not. I'm good. No, for real. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I even think the idea of like, um, of, of having children with someone is, is mind-boggling <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> you know agree. I mean and that like if I were to have kids I, I probably would do it all myself right I, I would just go mm-hmm. to somebody's clinic give me a sperm donor have my baby yeah. to myself right and not because of um I want my baby to myself it's just hard to find someone that you can align with to the point of um being able raising. to not even beyond that to be to, to just simply get along with in in basic terms and to agree with long term um especially for life right and so in the idea of doing that and i the harm that that can cause said child by parents simply um not being able to get along and I'm not saying that in the sense of like the parents have to appear perfect for the child to turn out perfect right no because there's going to be friction but knowing how to handle the friction for the sake of the child and for the betterment of the child that is rare that is really rare um some people have done it kudos to them but nine times out of ten that's not what you're seeing you're seeing it's my child I have the right to it's like property you know and they think because you're my baby mom you're also my property and vice versa the baby moms or the mothers think that this is my baby father so I should be able to dictate all of these things about him and it's like that's not how that works like at that point you're thinking about you guys in your coupleship right and it Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with that it's now about the child but you can be on that page and somebody else not being on that page that ruins the whole relationship even for the child so I it's, agree. Just, it's just really, I, I just, I can't fathom that thought. <laughs> I can't fathom I, it. Honestly, I wholeheartedly agree with what, what you're saying. And honestly, I'm just, just transparency moment. And like, I just feel like that was like, that was our experience as children is mm-hmm. our parental units, obviously not being together mm-hmm. and us being the children who like need to be raised. Right. And our paternal unit let's call them that <laughs> um trying to yeah continue to have access and control to mm-hmm. our mother's lives via the children like mm-hmm. that's how insidious this stuff gets you know yeah. what I mean and um and then of course it's traumatizing not only for her but it's extremely traumatizing for us because we are being pulled Mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah between the two, not understanding what's going the, on the, 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 yeah the dynamics and we don't know what happened before us we were just mm-hmm. born mm-hmm. you know and so it made it a really hellish childhood because part people like i'll say specifically for him i think i i don't think our mother was gave a damn really but like seeking control and access to someone's life you know mm-hmm. what i mean and um yeah, uh, it, and and that brings me to kind of what he was saying in the video is like, what that really made me realize is a lot of people are not seeking to actually connect and bond and form mm-hmm. these, quote, pair bonds with people. A lot of people are looking for control and access to another human yes, being, your relationships. True. That's mm-hmm. what, and that's what I think marriage has historically promised people. Mm-hmm. The technology of marriage has promised you access and control to another person's life yeah and that gets very insidious very quickly Mm -hmm. okay because if we think about it it, at a like a job right jobs are like at will right like this is a transactional relationship where I'm coming to I'm exchanging labor for money right but Mm -hmm. I can walk away at any point in time they have no right to tell me honestly what I wear to work (laughs) or sometimes they can tell you what you wear to work but they can't tell you like how to live your life outside of that building yeah. You know, and we would think it's absolutely asinine for our job, our jobs to tell us or our managers to say, you know what? I don't like that you're frying chicken tonight. Mm-hmm. But we do that with marriages, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's like this really weird way of like people want access want to have access to another human being and to tell them what to do. And it's yeah. very odd. I just I do not see relationships like that at all. Our jobs and relationships are to first off, we have the privilege of someone allowing us into their personal space, it's mm-hmm. a privilege, not a right to be in somebody's space. Agreed. Second off, I'm experience. I'm allowed to experience them 
just like they're allowed to experience yeah. me that that change that shift right there will do you a solid <laughs> yeah Seriously. because i have no control over what you do how you do it you do what feels good for you and i'm here to help support and experience that mm-hmm. that's it yep that's what a relationship should be not I'm here to tell you how you should feel about experiencing certain things or what kind of experiences yeah. you should have. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's not what a relationship is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why for me, I can't, I find it very difficult to, obviously I don't see marriage as something that I would ever do, but I would find it difficult to even be in relationships, specifically heterosexual relationships as they traditionally have been defined, because that's what a lot of people are looking to do, particularly men for women. So that's like, to me, I see it as like signing up for my own oppression mm-hmm. in some ways, <laughs> to be I honest. That. That's really what mm-hmm. I, I see it as. So totally newsflash, some of those people out there still creeping around. That's what I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. You know, I, I totally agree with that. I, I think it's something to, um, like I said, Courtney and I have both said, this is this is something that's food for thought. Like, this is not Bible. This is, you know, you have to figure out your dynamic and how you're going to exist in. Yeah, um, you should state the disclaimer again. <laughs> yes, the, you have to figure out how you're going to show up in that space, right? Um, because th- this is... This is our our experience, and this is this is what we have taken from um, from the interview that we watched with the guy who who's saying it's really not what you think it is, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a setup, and uh, you should you should genuinely think twice before really getting into something and buying your life away for something that doesn't have any sort of parameters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, if anything, this conversation is is food for thought. It should at least make you think about the constitution of marriage and what that looks like for you and your significant other, if you have one or in the future or whatever the case may be. And, and, and that may be, um, you have to be okay with that maybe be the dissolution of your relationship that may help your relationship. This may just mean that you just need to stay with, you know, pairing and coupling and things like that. But mm-hmm. you, at, the, at surface level, you have to ask yourself, how does marriage play a role in the dynamic that you're going to exist in? Yes. If you are seeking marriage, because some people aren't seeking marriage. But I think fine. even if you're not seeking marriage, you should, I think you, that is a question you sh- could still explore in that. Yeah, that's true. It is a, if it's something you're not seeking, like, how is that, how is the, the idea of that going to play a role? Because it, it, it'll tell you, it'll tell you a lot of things. Yeah. I and really you know, so. it's actually, you're bringing up something I wanted to actually touch on. We hadn't really touched on this. We touched on most everything else, but, uh, singleness. Mm. We hadn't really talked about in depth kind of, he didn't really touch too much on singleness, but him talking about marriage made me think about singleness. Mm-hmm. And I think so, so many people are afraid of being single and it pushes them into marriage mm-hmm. because there are real social, you are socially ostracized, unfortunately, in our world for being single. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Being a single person, you do not get the same uh, praises or support. People are always looking at you like, what's wrong with you? Something's wrong mm-hmm. with you. And people fear that more than they fear the risk of marriage, which is wild to me. Now, personally, I've just freed my mind from all that, obviously. But so, you know, you can hate on me for being single all you want to. I'm living the life over here. Don't care. Right. You're not going to feel bad about living in the paradise that I live in. But anyway, or the mental peace that I live in, really. For real. Right. That, that alone. But, um, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, most I think a lot of people are just afraid of not feeling the status quo because mm-hmm. there are in our world when you are the other you are discriminated against in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> you are looked down yeah. on. You are, you know, and that's stuff that as a single person, you know, to this day, I still face it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never going to, until we re, um, until we redefine what singleness looks like and we really look at how we treat single people in our society, especially single women, I'm going to basically be discriminated against in some ways, you know, or at least spoken down to or questioned or whatever, looked at as the other or weird, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, so I think people fear that and maybe they don't necessarily want to be in the relationship with this person or they don't want to be married. But because they fear that ostracization, they fit the status quo and then hurt themselves more. Mm -hmm. Truth is, a single 
at the end of the day, and I'm not saying I'm saying single people don't suffer in some way or have, I'm not saying suffer, but don't have struggles. But you know what struggle we don't have? A divorce. <laughs> so there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think too that it's, um, that's not to say that there aren't struggles with being single. I think yeah, it's there just. Are. Yeah, there are. But I think what that's saying is you don't have to take on someone else's problems and make yeah. them. I don't. You don't ever have to make them your own necessarily, but you try to uh, help mitigate said problems sometimes in being in in a, at least a coupleship, right? Yeah, Let alone marriage. You know. Um, so I, I think that's what the bigger thing is. You don't have to take on that that mental load by being in choosing to to be single. Yes, but I'm what I'm saying is I'm not just trying to sound like oh well because I choose to be single that I'm like everyone should just be single. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is life is a mental load just living life the way we live life single as a as mm-hmm. a human being, as one person. Life is a mental load. Yeah. For my what I I'll say for me is like Anytime you take somebody else on, you are taking on some level of a mental load. Sure. I'm just trying to get mine together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why would I also take on somebody else's in a committed relationship? That's how I see it. I feel that. You know? I feel that. It's sort of like I explained yesterday. Um, I was talking to Caitlin about something, but I was saying, like, people like to assume that because, or I'll say, I have heard from certain people, like, oh, well, you're a single woman and they have this sort of, uh, damsel in distress idea, especially since I'm younger. They're like, and you know, I'm existing by myself at the moment. They're like, well, you must be, you have to like be vigilant. You have to be vigilant because if people are going to like take advantage of you, the bad guys are out there. The bad guys are out there. Yes, true. Bad guys are out there. I'm not saying that that's not true. There's also bad guys that you can bring inside, correct? You can also mm-hmm. bring bad guys into your domestic sphere as well. So, the way I look at it is, and this is perfectly logical to me, if I got risk going outside, which I have, everybody has, whether you're single, married or not, everybody has a risk when they go outside because there's always a bad guy somewhere out there, right? We all got the bad guy risk. That's nothing new. If I also allow a person in my life who has the potential to also be a bad guy, am I not just potentially allowing a bad guy inside my house? I figure... As a single person, I'm mitigating the as much risk as I can by at least removing the potential for an inside bad guy. So I only have the outside bad guy to potentially worry about. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's how I think about it. I mean, I, I can see that perspective. But I think also, too, that like I, I think with any interaction, there's going to be some good and some bad, right? And so, yeah. and the outside bad is no better than the inside bad, in my personal opinion. Sure, it may be less to deal with, but that doesn't make it any less of um, any less not- of like a, a burden or anything like that. Because the thing is, and, I, and people don't tell you this too, is you know when trauma comes to you, whether it's someone in your home or outside of your home. You as an individual are stuck dealing with that, period, right? I agree. Um, and so that's why I'm saying, like, whether it's in or out, like, the trauma is the trauma. The deed is done, right? You I, have to do I, the work at all times saying, to still deal with that. I mean, okay, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I I know, I totally hear what you're saying, that, like, trauma exists wherever you go. And it's not, like, mm-hmm. because I don't have somebody in my home. And what I mean by in my home is, like, a domestic partner or somebody yeah. I'm committed to. That's what I mean by in my home. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not saying it's more like it's like to me, I mean, I guess it is the same probability as getting married. It's like I'm more at risk just by getting married. I'm more at risk of divorce than by not. Does that make sense? Like I'm not because I don't include that as a part of my life. Then I have no potential of that specific type of trauma hurting me. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think even even in that that idea, that does not mean that men are not going to hurt you. Like they're still. I'm not, I'm, that, that's but that's part of. I'm saying that that to me is what I consider part of the outside risk. Yeah, but even if that's, that's the outside risk, that's still a major risk. And I don't think yeah, uh, when you come to trauma, you're thinking about whether I'm divorced or if it's an outside man. At, at the end of trauma, you're just like this happened to me. So yeah, you, I don't think you like cause yourself. I mean, 
any less harm. It's it's I think it's about being vigilant all around, period. I agree. Vigilance, vigilance number one. Every all everybody has to be vigilant all the time because we all could be taken advantage of at any point in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I say for me in my life, I look at it like, okay, either I got a dude harassing me at my job or I got my husband hitting me at home. If I don't have the husband at home, at least I only have the dude at the job. Mm-hmm. Not both. That's what I that's basically what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're both not risky that both shouldn't be happening, that both aren't trauma. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, I don't come home with more trauma. Mm-hmm. I come home to at least peace, yeah. which is what works for me. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I hear that. I do hear that. I, yeah, I, I hear that. You know, because I mean, and you know, you know, my experiences, some of my experiences is yeah, like, but that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like your experiences is nobody. I don't, I don't see the concept of you being safe. It's is is a stretch to me. I'm not saying I'm totally safe. Like nobody's ever totally safe. We all have risk when we walk down the street. Yeah. Everybody. And so I'm I'm assuming that that is already the risk I'm in. I'm not like completely safe because I don't have somebody in my home. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that I have I'm really looking at it as I'm not adding an extra risk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm already risking just by going out into the world as a woman, just like yeah. you are. We, you know, we both start out risking, everybody starts out at risking, let's say like 25% just mm-hmm. by existing in the world, that there's yeah. 25% chance of a murderer, mm-hmm. right? But then I think about, okay, this, the statistics for women specifically is, well, if I was going to be murdered, usually most people, most women are murdered by a domestic partner, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fact. So I figure I'm at least mitigating some kind of risk mm-hmm. by not having the potential, the situation for a potential risk, i.e. a domestic partner. Yeah. Some risk is like, and I'm not saying that things can't happen or like, you know, situations or whatever, but like there is some risk mitigated by just not participating in that institution. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's like if I don't walk under a bridge, the bridge can't collapse on me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of ideology, which I think is also kind of... For some people, that might seem far-fetched, but yeah. it's like, it's the truth. It's like, I can't get abused by somebody who's not there to abuse me. I disagree. That's how, that's how I think about it. So that's what I, I just like, the risk to me just doesn't go away. So that's why I'm like, I, I don't, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, the risk is, is never ending. The, the risk yeah, is never ending. As women, unfortunately, we live in a world where we don't ever have the ability to turn off the risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just figure why take on more risk? It's like I already got one helping of mashed potatoes that I don't like. Why would I then I add know. another voluntary? Yeah. And 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 I don't have to choose the mashed potatoes. I literally could just be like, okay, well, I got this one that that, that I have to like deal with. Mm-hmm. Why would I add another scoop? Yeah. That I are that I don't like. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. That's what I think about it, you know. Yeah, that's. I think and that's some people true. would just call me bitter and like you just like don't like men or you just can't find a man. Believe me, they try to find me. Okay, all right. <laughs> so it's not that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, it's just it's like I just look at it as cost. It's like cost benefit analysis in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, it's, it's actually like this. Little bun can't attack big bun if they're not in the same room. Yeah, exactly. So I you separate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you always have a, you have a hundred percent chance of them not biting each other because little bun is not know. physically capable. He's not physically in the proximity to Her attack little bun. bun. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, so big bun is safer. Mm-hmm. Statistically now anything could happen in the room. Yeah, sure. The chair could fall on him mm-hmm. or he could scratch himself up. Yeah. He always takes that risk, but we're not adding a risk. Yeah. By putting little bun in the room. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Mm, that's what okay. I say to people who are, especially the people who are like concerned about my like safety, about like, how are you like, you know, you're, you're solo, you're doing whatever. And I'm like, actually one of the safest things I can do if I am going to be single is not have a domestic partner. Cause statistically that's who would hurt me. Who like the bad guy in the alley is statistically less likely to hurt me than a domestic partner. Mm. That's the truth. Uh, yeah. See, I, I agree, but I, like people are, people do are crimes of opportunities too. That that's typically the crimes that they participate in. Yeah, Especially, I agree. Um, but living in the house with somebody is even more of an opportunity. 
I mean, possibly. I, I think it depends on who you're partnering with. Like, yeah, I, I, you know? I agree. I agree. A big part of it is who you're partnered with. Cause like you could be partnered with this amazing person who would never hurt you and never do anything. And then that totally mitigates risk as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that I'm just, I'm really, I'm just looking at the strict facts. If you go by like the reports of domestic violence and harm to women, mm-hmm. it's always, and we know this to be, it's really true that women are more likely to be harmed by a domestic partner than by a stranger. So I figure regardless, even if you, you were with, I mean, Ted Bundy was a nice guy. Ted Bundy Mm -hmm. had a wife and children. Okay. Right. So he was an insider to some people and an outsider to others. Right. Does that mitigate the risk that he is to his wife and children? Cause at any point in time, he could have snapped and killed his children and his wife. So is he any really like less, more or less safe because he comes home to one group of people and not the others. Mm. But that's what I'm saying. Like then you always you always have 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 the threat, the immediate threat. Then because if you're in the street, somebody's at risk. If you are at home, you still right. You you. I mean, you're still. It's the same threat. It's the same threat. It's not well. I is well. I'm saying it's more of a threat. I disagree. It's like, I, I think because sometimes I think it's more of a threat. Because sometimes in your home, it's more of a an idea of I have to put this aside and do this outside of home. Some people are like, I have to do this at home, but typically it's one or the other. You know, I'm either doing it at home or I'm doing it outside, right? Yeah, and so I guess I'm assuming the, that the two evils are they coexist. Yeah. And the same for somebody who's like Ted Bundy, like a sociopath. Yeah, they coexist and he switches them on and off because he's a manipulative person. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying, I'm talking about for the from the victim side, like his wife and children and stuff. It's like, you know, they would have been like, well, don't go outside with that sketchy man, blah, blah, blah. Whole time sketchy man is also in their home. Mm -hmm. So then what? That's hindsight, you know. Hindsight, hindsight. Yeah. But I mean, the best thing I can do now is don't allow people into my home because Mm -hmm. That's the best way I can mitigate risk as an individual hmm. because I'm at no, least I mean, not adding the potential. Yeah. I'm not adding a potential risk. Then there's always a potential risk. Like I said, we all are taking potential risk. We all have a baseline 25% risk. You got it. I got it. You know, our mom's got it, the bunnies got it. Everybody got a 25% risk. Yeah. But if every individual who comes into your life adds a 10% risk, I'm removing the individual so that I only have my 25 that's all I'm saying. I mean, no, I hear that. I just, I don't think there is a removing the 10%. That's what I'm saying. Like removing I, people? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just don't, like, There, you can't just, the idea of re- completely removing people is a very foreign concept. So, uh, there is no way to do that. At bare minimum, you're running into at least a stranger, right? And if yes, you are I count a that as part of outside though. opportunity, then you seeing you on the street versus their wife on the street it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah i consider that as part of outside risk though that's what i'm saying i mean even if it but even if it's outside risk i don't think there is i personally don't don't understand the construct of inside versus outside risk the risk is a risk it's a risk period right um in that it's really a, uh it's almost like something it's like a gender thing period you know men equal somewhat of a risk a 50% yeah, risk yeah. bare minimum so that's yeah. what I'm saying inside or outside it, it don't matter <laughs> it don't matter yeah you're just and I, mean, there's I, some can, stuff I, I can't say that control. from like I can't I can't control certain interactions with men yes yeah. I agree we the thing is none of us can none of us can the only thing I can control is who comes in and out of my door. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes so just the controlling biggest, what you can control, basically. Yeah, what I well, I'm saying, what I can control, and the best thing I can mitigate to me is I'm not letting you in my door. Yeah, I hear that. That's what I'm saying. Is like the risk goes up exponentially when you are inside my home, mm-hmm. so you can't come in my home. And, yeah, I, I hear that. I hear that's that. all I'm saying, and it's and th- that's what you do too. You're just you're in a partnership, but you don't let random men in your home. Mm-mm. No, 
No, you don't. We all mitigate and certain people risks. either, because I already been scammed and bamboozled. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. Like we we all do that all the time. I just I think people call it out more when you're a single young woman because they assume like you have this danger, this looming bad man over you at all times. And it's like actually, statistically, I'm just more likely if the man is coming into my home, he's more likely to harm me. Statistically speaking, not saying what happens in real life or not. Than Bob on in the alley. Yeah, Statistically. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So I just don't allow people in and out of my home. That's all I'm saying. Fair, fair, so. fair. Anywho, interesting conversation. Very interesting video. I highly, 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 highly suggest go watching that video. It's really, really good. He is um he, he he's a funny guy <laughs> he's yeah. a funny guy so, that's really good um, yeah he's really good I, I he needs to be which it seems like he's been in the business for a while it seems like he's been in social media for a while and I, he needs to be bigger his his platform needs to be um more embraced and talked about at, at bare minimum just as a thought so I highly suggest going watch the video. We will link the video in, in the description box. And I just want to put a disclaimer again. We are not saying don't do you, babes. Yeah, we're, we're not saying, telling you to divorce anybody. Yes. Okay, We're not telling mm-hmm. you whatever. We just, we honestly are telling you to think critically about the institution mm-hmm. of marriage. Mm-hmm. And how and it's going to open your relationship. Your how it's going to show up in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And honestly, really what we're encouraging you to do is to do the work to make sure you don't end up in a divorce that, lawyer's office. That too. That too. Actually, don't that's really what you want to do. You got to learn yeah. how to fight before you get to the fight. So yeah, same thing. Learn how this to. This is actually a hopeful message. It's like do the work so you don't end yeah, up there. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. This is this is pretty much if you want to, to subscribe to the idea of marriage, just do the work before you get into it and sign a prenup. Make sure you sign a prenup. That is, that's a given. Um, and if you you know don't want to be in a relationship, do the work. That's that's really what this is coming down to. So, mm-hmm. And expand your mind too. Don't just assume that marriage and that monogamous type of partnership is the only kind of partnership that exists. Like there are mm-hmm. other ways of existing. Mm-hmm. Expand your mind and don't just look at what you've been told is like right to do as yeah. right. Fair, fair, fair. Because like the guy was saying, statistically, it doesn't even work out most mm-hmm. of the time. So really think about what you're doing before you do it. Very true. Yeah. So we hope that this was um, was something cool to, to hear. We I think we've talked about marriage before, but this is a little bit of a different scope, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, we hope that you enjoyed the episode and obviously we'll be getting back to our regular program podcasting uploads so look Mm -hmm. forward to that as well but we hope to see you guys in the next podcast bye everybody